What is the think tank? According to Cambridge English Dictionary, a think tank is defined as a group of experts who are brought together to develop ideas and give advice on a particular subject. The think tank is an incubator designed to facilitate innovative change, spark meaningful connections, and build networks and communities constructed to propagate new ideas and catalyze productive, hyperconscious action. The role of this think tank is to help you explore the depths of your subconscious mind. You will learn how to turn your thoughts into actions that will amplify growth and allow you to crush your goals. I'm your host, Alex Fink. Now it's time to embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's grab our scuba gear and dive deep into the think tank. Welcome, welcome to another very special episode of the Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Think. Dive on in, the water is fine. What's up, Dive Tribe? Your man, Alex Think, here, back again for another episode of the Think Tank Podcast. And today, I want to keep it a little simple, a little basic, and talk about something that I think is completely undervalued and completely misunderstood by most people. And that's goals. I think most people hear, oh yeah, crush your goals, this mantra of goal setting, smart goals, all these different things. And I don't think people necessarily have a concrete view on how to view their goals, how to set goals, how to follow through on their goals. Coming up on the last quarter of the year, I'm developing a 90-day plan for myself to end this year in a sprint, really, just laying it all out, making sure that I'm building consistency and momentum to fuel me and propel me into next year. I'm going to be focusing on my New Year's resolutions in the last quarter of this year so that I can get a head start ahead of everybody else. So without further ado, let's dive on in. So this idea of goals and goal setting, I think, is greatly misconstrued and overplayed by a lot of people. I don't think people really understand what the process of goal setting really is or what the real definition of a goal is. And so just a simple Google search of definition of goals, and you find that the definition of a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort an aim or desired result. Now, I don't think the first part of this is wrong. I think a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort. That's very true. But the last part, it says an aim or desired result. But what most people don't understand, you know, some of the synonyms are an end, a target, a desire, an objective, an intention, a plan, a purpose, a point, And all of these define an ending, right? It's saying a desired result, and that's the end of the goal. Now, I believe goal setting should be an ongoing process. And I think there's two different types of goals. I believe that there's results goals, as mentioned here. But most people undervalue the concept of process goals. What are the processes? that you need to set in place to achieve these results, 
right? So most people say, oh yeah, I want a million dollars, I want a McLaren, I want a house in the hills, I want whatever the case may be, all of these goals, and it's easy to use materialism. You could even use the gym as well and say, oh, I want a six pack, I want, you know, I want to be financially independent. All of these different goals, first and foremost, if you know what a smart goal is, then you know that that's not a specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound smart goal, right? You have to be a lot more declarative about the result that you want. And also, you're not focusing on what it takes to get to that result, which is what I believe is first and foremost where the most fulfillment is found and secondly where the true underlying foundation of achieving that result lies. Most people are only focused on the end result and they're looking at the finish line. Whereas whenever you're focused on the one step in front of you, then you have a much better chance of being able to achieve that desired result. And so the one thing that really frustrates me about when people talk about, oh, crush your goals, is they're only looking at the results goals. What I mean when I say crush your goals is I say fall in love with the process, fall in love with the pain. If you want the six pack abs, you're going to have to cut back your calories. You're going to have to start eating healthier. You're going to have to go to the gym consistently. You're going to have to start lifting weights. You're going to have to start dedicating yourself to a lifestyle that will achieve that result. And what most people fall into is the shiny object syndrome. And so shiny object syndrome is falling in love with or getting infatuated by the dopamine hit went through this achievement of this shiny object, whether it be the car, the house, the abs, whatever. And the shiny object syndrome will kill you because you're not falling in love with the process. And what most people realize whenever they understand the importance and value of the process goals over the results goals, first and foremost, process goals are things that you can instantaneously change. Mad Scientist versus Spiritual Warrior, The Duality of Life, the last solo episode I did was talking about how you need to run experiments in your life. Some of these experiments include creating new habits, creating new systems. A process is a system in your life. A system is a series of habits that are compounded over time or a routine right? So the way that you can control the results that you have in your life is by reverse engineering that result. Once you follow the smart method, right? The basic structure of a goal. And then you define what is the system that I need in place to achieve the highest leverage points possible towards achieving those goals. You need to set objective goals. What are the objectives that will allow me to achieve this goal? And also, what are the processes that will allow me to achieve these objectives, right? So break it down in daily, weekly, monthly goals or whatever the case may be. You have to be so granular about the system about the process, 
about, let's say you're using money because it's easy, right? So let's say you set a goal of making $100 and you want to make this $100 in six months. Well, if you do a basic summation or if you do the basic calculation of $100 divided by six months, you know you need to make $16.67 a month. Then if you divide that number by four, you find out you need $4.16 per week. And then you divide that number by seven, you find out you need to make 59.560 cents a day. If you can achieve 60 cents a day consistently, then you can achieve the $100 in six months. Right, and I know that this is obviously a basic example, but I'm using these numbers as a guideline for you to understand how to break down these quantifiable goals. But then the question becomes, okay, what about qualitative as opposed to quantitative goals? Things like, okay, I achieve, you know, I want that car, or I want the abs, or whatever the case may be. So you have to cross-reference your qualitative and quantitative goals whenever it comes to your result. So you have to know, okay, where am I going, right? So using the gym, for example, let's say a qualitative goal is I want abs. Well, you could have one ab, right? You could have a four-pack, you could have a six-pack, you could have, you know, what's the body fat percentage that you want, right? That's a quantitative goal that will then lead you to that qualitative goal. So then you have to be, whenever you're focused on qualitative goals, they're not going to be as specific because you're not going to be able to understand whenever you achieve that goal because you could be satisfied with a four pack or you could be satisfied with a six pack or an eight pack or whatever the case may be. And so this chase is what most very wealthy people fall into is like, no, there's never enough money or the abs aren't good enough. Or you never become satisfied because you don't have a definite criteria for when you've achieved your goal. And that's why it's very important for it to be specific and measurable. So whenever you're trying to set these qualitative goals, make sure that you cross-reference them with quantitative outputs, quantitative measurable statistics that you can measure, that you can manage. Now, I always say don't go just by the scale, go by the mirror as well. So if you're saying, let's use the other side, if you're saying that you want to be, you want to lose 20 pounds, right? Well, you also need to realize that there's other factors that go into creating a healthier lifestyle. You may be gaining muscle while you're lifting weights and muscle weighs more than fat. So the scale might not be the best way for you to reflect whether you've achieved your goal or not. So you also have to make sure that your quantitative goals are in congruence with and don't conflict with your qualitative goals as well. So you have to have a very refined system to understand how to measure your goals. And also achievable. I don't know how I feel about achievable goals because I believe in being a serial optimist, right? So it's very important for you to set goals that stretch you, that push you beyond your bounds and force you to grow, force you to level up. 
so that you can contribute and impact people in a greater way. Now, realistic is another one in a sense is like what is realistic to you might not be realistic to somebody else. So I say be audacious with your realistic quote unquote goals, you know, and so that shows that there's some validity and there's some lack of validity with the smart goal method. So you have to end up creating a system that works for you. Everybody has different goals. Everyone has different routines. And the other thing is whenever you're creating a habit, whenever you're creating a routine, what most people don't understand is it's not the actual routine of executing the habit that you need to focus on. Example, going for a run, right? I want to run for five miles today. Okay, great. It's measurable. It's specific. It's achievable. It's realistic. It's time bound. You're saying by the end of the day, I will run five miles. That is a specific goal. It's measurable. It's achievable. It's realistic and it's time bound. Okay. But you also don't focus on the act of running five miles because that's like looking at the top of the mountain and saying, geez, how will I get all the way up there? Focus on putting on your running shoes. If you focus on the 1% action that will force you to take that daily step, read one page of a book, you normally will then be able to create momentum. If you put on your running shoes and you step out the door, take one step. And then every other step is you building consistent momentum towards that goal, right? So that is another thing that is completely overlooked. Lower the bar decrease the standards that you have for yourself, not decrease the standards, decrease the barrier to entry is what I meant to say. Decrease the barrier to execution and make your, uh, your goals, make your favorable goals and habits, your positive habits, make them as easy as possible to execute by focusing on the trigger, what tells your brain that you're going to execute. So for me, I've been running seven and a half miles a day. And when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is I stretch and foam roll. And then the next thing is I use that habit of stretching and foam rolling to tie into the habit of putting on my shoes. If I just focus on putting on my running shoes and step out the door, then I'm on my way for my run. And I notice that if you focus on the 1% action, the simplest action that you can take to start and continue to execute towards your goals, then you will start building momentum. There's a difference between movement and momentum. Movement is what you do in preparation for the act of doing things. Example, the gym. You Movement would be, okay, I want to research different workout routines. I want to look into different fitness trainers, I want to look at different gyms, figure out what options work best for me, maybe, you know, does this gym have a sauna, whatever the case may be, right? So you're researching, that's movement. And it's important in preparation for, it is very important, yes. But most people mistake movement for momentum once their movement becomes overplayed. 
So whenever people are researching and researching and learning and learning and they, they get into this rhythm of learning more and consuming more, they are prolonging and procrastinating on the action that it takes to build momentum. So they're actually using their movement as procrastination and they're actually fooling themselves into believing that they're building momentum when they're not doing any productive actions. So it's very important to focus on the 1% action step, putting on your shoes, walking out the door, taking your first step, whatever the case may be, signing up at the gym, just walk to the gym and go to the gym for five minutes, run on the treadmill for literally five minutes and leave for seven days. Literally commit yourself. If you want to get into the gym and you want to transform your life in a year, transform your body in a year, go to the gym and sign up, just sign up, just pay for it. Once you make the financial obligation to do so, then you will commit yourself to go. Once you go, only go on the treadmill for five minutes. Do that seven days. Walk on the treadmill for five minutes. Can you do that? If you can do that, then you can transform your body in 365 days. Because what happens is you're building out the time and you're building out the habit of going to the gym. Packing your bag, making your protein shake, putting on your workout clothes, whatever the case may be. It's the habit, the 1% actions that determine your habits, not the actual routine in and of itself. So I hope that this talk has helped clarify some misconceptions about goals, goal setting, and what it really takes to be consistent. Lower the bar and don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, yeah, it's very important to focus on consistency, momentum, grit, perseverance, all of these things. But also, if you just focus on what will get you into the room, what will get you to take action, you are further than 90% of the entire population. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and go ahead and leave me a five-star review as well. And also, if you guys wouldn't mind, please share the podcast with just one friend for every episode that I bring you value. Uh, that's the only way I can scale this podcast. That's the only way it can grow. And that's the only way that I can spread my positive impact to others. Also, go ahead and follow me at alex.think on Instagram to get daily updates, motivation, mindset, reprogramming, different things like that. And uh, other than that, much respect. Much love, much gratitude to the Dive Tribe. Signing off in three, two, one.